Everybody's gone. He's sitting on the 50-yard line staring at the scoreboard crying. He's having his varsity blues moment. Yeah, it was the it might have been the gayest thing I've ever seen in my life. Let him be. Obviously, obviously this is a little emotional for you. Alright, so there's uh there's Chad Johnson. And uh maybe we can get this one in real fast if uh if the audio sounds cool on it. This guy is at like a wrestling convention. Yeah, and uh, I think this is after Eddie Guerrero died. Uh, there's a little Q&A with some professional wrestlers, and he was very upset about steroids and drugs and wrestling. And uh, We actually got to interview this guy, too. Yeah, we actually got to talk to him. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> mm. he was a real tough get. That's the kind of guest you can expect with Hefe and Dubs. In our illustrious radio career, we'll look back and know we talked to this guy. Next, Next download. Question. Where are you? Right there. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? It's crapping out on me. Try it again. Here we go. Uh, no. Next question, Jeff. Where are you? Right there. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. I'll be... Thank, thank you. you, man. <laughs> thank you, guys. You were awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Funk, for saying what needed to be said. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> so there's a guy just... And and some ass in the crowd had a video camera ready to catch him do this. And it's like a half-empty gym, and the wrestlers don't want to be there. And this mm-hmm. guy's in his uh, WC or, or ECW shirt, just all fat and nerdy like you would think he would look yeah, like. Yeah, comic book guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just uh, crying like a little girl. So, now, you personally, is it okay for a man to cry in public? Um, no. I mean, if you are, like, you know, if you are injured, I believe it is. Maybe if you are a Mike Utley getting carried off the field. I think in that thing... You're allowed to tear. You're allowed to throw a few tears out and throw the thumbs up. Next, on 92.3 Free FM. Story number three. Next. Only three stories tonight as we get the short porch. I'm Hefe, that's Dubs. It is next on 92.3 Free FM, and it is live if you want to hop in. 866-313-FREE. An accused enemy combatant held at Guantanamo Bay uh, told a military hearing he was physically as well as mentally tortured there by having to read a newsletter full of quote-unquote crap, being forced to use unscented deodorant (laughs) and shampoo, and playing sports with a ball that would not bounce. This was this guy's definition of torture. I'm thinking butt pyramids. I'm thinking the uh, Chinese water torture. I'm fine with everything that happened to this guy, except for playing ball with a a ball that won't bounce. That... Imagine just, all right, you have to play uh, one hour of basketball. You have to score, you know, so many points. You can't double dribble, and uh, the ball's flat. So you're trying to dribble up and down the court, and it just won't bounce for you. It has to be one of the the most frustrating things in the world. Yeah, that or trying to throw, like, a flat football. Yeah. Uh, that never really uh, makes you happy. Trying you know? to throw a spiral with one of those? Yeah, it just it does. It pisses you off. Um, I'll tell you torture. And... Uh, Going to grandma's house. When I was growing up as a kid, to me, that was my own little version of Guantanamo. Because would, that, would that rank above or below playing ball uh, with a with a flat ball? To me, that's way above. Really? Because you got to go sit there. Uh, me being Latino, they're speaking in Spanish, so I'm not understanding anything. Mm-hmm. I can't watch what I want to watch because they don't have cable, and i got to watch Univision, and I'm stuck there. 
I, don't, I, I didn't bring any toys. I'm literally staring at my grandparents staring back at me. I love going to my grandma's house. We, we got to play Skipbo. It was terrific. What's that? Skipbo, the card game. Have you ever played that before? Never oh, heard it's of it. Wonderful. Now, uh, one thing, and uh, we've been staying together for a while now. Uh, the big thing with me, this torture, is your vacuum. I go over the same spot over and over and over again, and it picks up nothing. Well, then why don't you pitch in and buy a new one? Don't sit there and bitch about it. Why don't you decide, hey, I'm going to go get me an Oric? <laughs> you just sit there and complain. <laughs> um, well, speaking of being in the house. How about trying to watch your favorite television show while your girlfriend's just yapping? She's sitting right next to you. She knows that you're into Lost, and mm-hmm. she just continuously has to talk and or talk ask questions talk. about the show. Mm-hmm. You know, buy the box set, watch it up yourself. I'm not going to sit here and explain everything about Lost. It takes way too long. This guy who is alleging this torture at Guantanamo Bay uh, has denied any connection to Al Qaeda. He said that he was tortured and his family hounded by U.S. authorities. Uh, he said uh, they they classified him as an enemy combatant. They also took his baby pictures from him. Uh, <laughs> that left um, they left marks on the cell walls, and detainees have no DVD players or any other entertainment. Wow! So stop torturing me. I need my mails, my newspaper, and my lawyer. Are uh, you a fan of torture? You think this is good? What we're doing? I I find it odd that people get pissed off about torture. But we can kill these people as many times over as we want. I, I, I think it's a very easy thing to you know be able to do. The one thing that I have found... Why is it, why is it such a tough thing for us to grasp is uh, torturing people. The one thing that I found about torture that I find interesting about us in the U.S. is we get real upset when our troops get tortured. Obviously, no one likes it. Yeah. But you got to expect that our troops are going to get treated that way if we're treating other people's troops or combatants or whatever. In that way, you know, it didn't. It doesn't seem like it's kind of fair or right to say, "All right, you know what? We're going to get your guys, and we're going to do whatever we want to them." But when you get our guys, you gotta you gotta treat them like they're in a Hilton. But our torture is not giving them cable. Our torture is not letting them bounce a basketball correctly. You they, just said it drives you nuts. It does, but we aren't we aren't cutting our names into their backs. All right, fair enough. Next, next. on ninety-two three free FM. What's next? <laughs> Dubs and I get going. Uh, the end of the show is next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get in your phone calls if you feel so uh, inclined at 866-313-FREE. We'll come back. We got story number two, story number one, uh, along with you and some of the other stuff. We'll hit real quick before we get out of here on an extremely short porch uh, on a Wednesday night. Tefe and Dubs. We're next on 92.3 FM. Next on 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. Very quick show this evening. Usually mm-hmm. it's a countdown of the top ten stories of the day. Tomorrow it will be that for a full three hours following Ron and Fez. Right now, we gave you some sports and the top three stories of the day according to us. <laughs> uh, 866-313-FREE. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. It's next on 92.3 Free FM. Uh, sports. A quick rundown of everything. Nets forcing the game six, coming back to Jersey. I I said this even when they went down uh, early in the series. I really think they have a very good shot of pulling this out. The Cleveland, Cavs are beatable. I, they can get hot. 
Definitely. But if they are hot, they are very, very beatable. And all, they are hot right now. And also, too, the Suns just spanking the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for the Spurs because you know if they get Amari and Dow, uh, Boris Diaw back in San Antonio, they can wrap it up right there. So very interesting there. The Gitmo torture tactics uh, that this one cat's uh, complaining about mainly having to do with having to read a newsletter, not having a DVD player, and mag as they had to play ball with a flat ball. Torture. Dubs insists, hey, I understand what he's going through. How dare they treat him like this. All right, Dubs, let's get on to the top two stories of the day. Next. On 92.3 Free Free. FM 2. Story number two. I'm so sick of her, but it's just, you can't help but talk about this Anna Nicole Smith thing. Mm -hmm. And the latest is that her personal diary uh, purchased... From a memorabilia shop, a group of investors who then sold it to a German businessman. Dirk. That's what he did with his MVP money. Right there. Bought the, uh, bought the Anna Nicole Diaries. For more for about half a million dollars. Oh, why? What are you going to get out of that? How are you going to get a return on that? I, I, I can buy a batch book anywhere. Um, Six bucks. On, on the diary, on the inside cover, it says... Don't read personal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a nice uh, security system you have on that, Nicole. Obviously, mistake number one. Uh, you got a label of something boring like eighth grade chemistry notes. You know what I mean? Something <laughs> yeah. that no one's ever going to go through and look at. Now, um, uh, just a few of the highlights in this are uh, her talking about her boy, her ex boyfriend. Uh, this is going back in 1991, 92. We discussed it, and he said he wouldn't go out and get drunk no more unless it was with me. Just showing you the kind of girl she is. Yeah, and what classy. This, and what this guy spent half a million dollars on. Um, How pissed did you be? You drop a half a mil, and this is what you're reading. Uh, then there was another night where she went out and got drunk and asked a guy for his number. Her boyfriend became unglued, threw him out of his house, broke up with me. It was awful. He hit me and my mother. Not hard enough, obviously. Um, then there were some where she was uh, excited, others where she was sad. One entry begins, I'm a very sad person. Uh, then she illustrates a weeping face, then goes on to write, My mom hates me so much. See, she is so jealous of me. I love my mom, but I can't handle it anymore. Who's a more source of pain in your life, your mom or your dad? Uh, I'd say my dad was. I, I, I've got everything uh, figured out now with him, but you know, through my, my adolescence and high, uh, high school years and everything, I really didn't talk to him a whole lot. Like a love me daddy thing? Yeah, kind of. But, uh, you know, I just I, I decided to ignore him as much as he ignored me. And finally, and right around drinking age, we are able to uh, get along finally, yeah. oddly enough. The two you get together, your dad throws out some N-bombs. Yeah. Uh, what you found, you were just like in awe. You're like, this is who I... Uh, is who uh, helped uh, bring me into this world. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? And then the other thing, too, is the love of the Detroit Lions that you two mm-hmm. share. That's that was actually a very big linking point. Because you would get together on the Thanksgiving Day games, right? Yeah, we'd get together then and call each other after the games and kind of debrief. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk Matt, each other down. Maybe Matt ledge. Millen should do that every once in a while. <laughs> um, so... Do you think that's usually the way it is, though? Like, moms will drive daughters nuts and dads will kind of, you know, screw up their sons. Is that usually the way it goes? Or do you have moms? I think that's, I think that's the safest way to go. If the mom's screwing up a son, that is just recipe for psycho. When, you, uh, when you're doing the lovely, love me mom uh, and you're a guy, 
you are in some deep trouble. It's usually like the serial killer type stuff. Yeah, uh, a lot of times a guy like a Ed Gein, mm-hmm. uh, tremendous mother issues. So a lot of it probably does go back to that. Eight six six three one three free. One of the most poignant passages of Anna Nicole's diary was her finding out that she was pregnant. I am so scared. How can this happen to me? Adding that her boyfriend will hate me. He don't want kid. <laughs> Can't do it. You don't want kid? That's what it says. That's what this guy... Here's what this man did. He paid half a million dollars for a blog. Because it's funny, this this is a diary that she kept, a lot of it from the 90s. Is it odd to you did that... He, do you think he wanted to grade it? Do you think that was this whole thing? You know, all right, I give this whole thing a C-. minus. That's my half million worth. What's amazing to me is that people now put this stuff mm-hmm. with this kind of, you know, spelling errors and, you know, lack of punctuation. They put this up for the whole world to see. Without a doubt. On the uh, Internet. You used to do that as well. You had a nice little blog for a while that we made fun of and made you stop doing. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I would write about things that were important, like the no, world. No, you wrote about a fat little uh, Latin kid you saw and you felt sad for him. Because I knew what he was going to grow up to. I knew what he was going to deal <laughs> it, with for the rest ended, of his life ended, being one. It ended... Pedro, I hope you're funny as hell. All right, if you go to ronfez.net, I think you can actually listen to that somewhere from the yeah. WJFK days where you sold me out <laughs> and you took, the, you took the blog to Ron and Fez to act out. It was terrific. You son of a bitch. Uh, I still haven't lived that down. All right, so now, if you think about it, Anna Nicole Smith dies. Mm-hmm. Probably figures this thing, you know, whatever, never really occurs to her that anyone's going to find this. Yeah, when you're when you're doing these kind of things and you have these possessions, you don't think of your death day. And people are going to be rooting through your stuff when you're dead. And what are they going to find and who are you going to be to them when they're looking through your bins of uh, crap? All right, what do you fear people finding whenever you pass on? Porn. Uh, well, and, everybody uh, has porn, I know, though. but uh, from our radio days... We get a very eclectic... That are obviously behind us. Yeah. We get a, we get a very eclectic uh, selection of porn from these freaks that come around and just hand it out to us. So I have midget stuff. I have some very disgusting, uh, you know, objects. It's, <laughs> what? I, and most of them haven't even been opened yet. But some of them, out of curiosity, I have. And uh, I, I can't watch the midget ones because I lost my big screen. So... Yeah, that's my big thing of, you know, someone's going to find this and they're just going to shake their heads. Again, tying this into story number two tonight of the top three of uh, what would you not want to be left behind? What do you not want people finding? Uh, This tying into number two, Anna Nicole Smith's diary selling for half a million dollars. For me, it's my memory bin. I have about four of them and they're spread out throughout the country. And You have four memory bins. Yeah, I got a lot of memories. I'm a pack rat. I keep stuff. Where are they? You got these on the four corners of the earth, and like, is it the Triforce? And when we put it all together, uh, you know, the princess will be saved. Uh, yeah, it's this really odd thing of, like, the one that I fear the most is the one that's in my mom's house in Texas, and I hope to God people haven't gone through it. Why do you keep it? Because I like. I'm afraid. What, when are you going to go through it again? What, uh, what when is, I'm old. What if I get Alzheimer's? i got to piece my life together. No, you don't. Here's our new one. Here's Be a what, man. Here's what I got in these memory bins. Maybe this time you can start a good one. Um, I got old love letters, like rough drafts that I would write to a girl when I was in high school. And 
she just wanted to be friends. <laughs> she wasn't interested in that way, but she wanted to be friends. Why? Okay, this isn't a memory bin. It's a disappointment bin. <laughs> There's nothing good in your memory bin. Why would you keep rejections in your memory bin? I can see well, conquests. The, well, the thing is, because I wanted it to be so perfect, if I screwed up anything in the handwriting, I'd have to start all over again because I wanted it to be neat. This is before the days of computers, back in 1995. Now, what was in this? Like, uh, like, give me a little taste of what you'd write this woman. Was it the check yes or no type letter, or was it? Like, no, it was uh, basically uh, me me selling myself and our potential relationship and why it would be so great. I don't want to go into it now. Put, it's too I, I just need a little bit. I, was, were there poems? No, there weren't poems. They were just more about... Just an essay to you. You know, we we get along so great already. You know, well, let's take it to that. I can't talk about this. It's so douche, Jill. Burn them. Uh, uh, the other thing that I have in my memory bins, uh, the very first condom I ever used. Not the wrapper? No, the actual condom in a little baggie. And, again, I saved it because one day... You never when know if there's going to be a very big shortage on wacky wall climbers and you need to break that thing out. One day when I get older, you know, and I want to look back on life, I want to look at this you piece never, of memorabilia. You'll never want to look at that. It's like a, it's a little museum to me. And I got my old dreadlocks, too. So I do have uh, an old goatee. Stinky and dreadlocks. An old goatee. So that's all the you stuff. You have hair dolls, old condoms, and rejected love letters. Dude, think about it, though. Uh, you know, I might get Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to piece my life back together again. You know what I'm saying? Imagine that, though. Like, imagine the fun of trying to do that. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> wow, I uh, I think I may have scalped someone and then raped them with a green rubber. <laughs> what the hell did I do? Next. 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 92.3. Free FM. Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut, but are worth a mention. Can you imagine if, like, something happens and that's the, uh... That's, the, that's your life right there. What are those things they call them? Like, time capsules? Yeah. Or, you know? And that's mine. And they just like, wow, <laughs> who was this lunatic uh, from the 1990s when I was growing up? Things not next worthy. Um... Basically, because we didn't have any time, but we probably wouldn't have touched on them, any, on them anyway. Uh, but worth a mention, the Republican presidential candidate uh, debates that have been, uh, that went on last night. Mm-hmm. I guess Giuliani got all fired up about something or other. Uh, normally, I'm a political junkie, and I love getting into this stuff. Way too early. That, and I don't. Nobody on the Republican side excites me at all. So, how about Law and Order? Is he in? Fred Thompson? Is that his name? He's not in officially, but him and, uh, I guess, Michael Moore are going at it because uh, Michael Moore says that he saw him by uh, or smoking Cuban cigars, and there's a whole thing about Cubans and their health care compared to ours in uh, Michael Moore's new movie. So they've been going back and forth on YouTube. Oh, they're fighting it out on YouTube. Yeah, they're doing video blogs on each other. Like, oh. Um, the world's turned into wrestling. Yeah, it really has. They're cutting promos on each other. Mm-hmm. CBS has uh, canceled Jericho. I I think myself and Fezzi were just a couple of the guys, only guys watching the show. I would only time I'd see is when I walked to the living room when you were watching it. I'm just pissed off that I probably invested 20 hours of my life into this, and I'm not going to get any sort of a payoff whatsoever. And then finally... The reason I don't know what to say about it, but I'm like, it sounds cool. There's the, the next generation uh, generation of Wi-Fi. I don't know what that means, 
I think I know what Wi-Fi is. I have no, no idea. I, I believe that's where you can just kind of get it wireless, like wireless connections. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the next generation is. I think it seems pretty good to me now. I tried to read the article. They had, like, numbers and uh, letters and stuff. Yeah, I'm not digging it. I just know that at some point two years from now, I'll get my little brother to explain it to me, <laughs> and I'll be excited about it. Next, 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 next on 92.3 Free FM. <laughs> Baby Bubba gets a gun permit. Uh, Bubba Ludwig can't walk, talk, or open the refrigerator door, but he does have his very own Illinois gun permit. Does he have a gun to go with it? Um, I'll get to that in a second. All right. The 10-month-old... Uh, was issued a firearm owner's identification card after his father paid the $5 fee and filled out the application. He didn't actually expect to get one, but as it turns out, uh, Illinois gave it to him. Now, the interesting thing about this, just kind of right now, is you know the the kid doesn't care. He Mm -hmm. doesn't want it. And yet, here's a father kind of already going to... Just running a gimmick, kind of. Running a gimmick, and I'm sure, too, if he's such a gun fan... He's going to push his kid into wanting to get this, you know, into the quote-unquote gun lifestyle. Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to want to try to make this into a long-term story for himself and, you know, you know, follow Bubba around as he gets his first gun, shoots his first kill, does all this kind of stuff. What did your parents ever push you into? Was there anything that they forced on you and said, all right, you got to do this? Um, the big thing was playing with, like, the neighbors or, like, my cousins, and some of them were girls, so I'd have to, you know, like, go play at their house whenever they would go over there and hang out. And it was, you know, girls. There wasn't anything to do with girls uh, when you're four years old and they're, like, six years old. They're trying to play dolls with you. They're playing dress-up on you. Ironically, you can't stay away from them now. Mm-hmm. Um, girls are not not that, not that age. Uh, for me, like, I, I enjoyed it. But I don't know that my little brothers necessarily love baseball as much as they have to play it. They, growing up in Texas as they are, are playing, I would say, nearly 100 games a year. And that's no joke. Between uh, school games, Mm -hmm. uh, fall ball, summer league, and all the various camps and training things that they go through. It's not like. Do they they have a shot? They have a shot to maybe get college paid for, but it's not like my dad's a poor man. Yeah. You know, he's got money. His his next-door neighbor's Jerry Stackhouse. So it's not like they're not going to be able to afford going to school, but it does seem like it's something that my dad pushes them into. And I can tell that one of my little brothers, uh, the littlest one, he'd rather go out and do, like, speech and debate and stuff like this, uh, go help people. But instead, you know, he's forced uh, to end up playing baseball because that's my dad's only real way of bonding uh, with his kids. He has no uh, e- emotional attachment to him. He just has an attachment through sports. Uh, back to uh, Baby Bubba, though, who um, is uh, who got this. The card lists the baby's height as 2 feet 3 inches, weighs 20 pounds. So he's a little chubby. Yeah. And there is a scribble where his signature should be. Uh, so they actually say that the whole thing about this is there's no age limit. You know, you don't have to be a certain age to get a gun permit, so you can go ahead and have it, and that was the whole idea behind getting it. I don't want to give anybody any ideas on the right, but if they want to get rid of abortion and start having these people considered as actual people, 
get these you know young kids or uh, or fetuses gun permits and then they are considered a person i mean it has to be a person to carry a gun and then you can never abort it i will think about this how would a fetus uh, carry, uh, carry a concealed weapon i've uh, i've done it with a few women before it was just kind of our freak. All right. But uh, I, I can show you scenes. later. Uh, I, you'll be the girl, though. Uh, acting out some scenes. Mm-hmm. Now, they say that um, Bubba, uh, the father, has uh, bought little Bubba a 12-gauge Beretta shotgun as a gift. <laughs> and the weapon is going to be kept at the father's house until the boy is at least 14. So at 14, right as he's hitting puberty, that's going to be the perfect age to get him the 12-gauge Beretta shotgun. Let's do a whole grindhouse thing, cut this baby's legs off, and strap the guns right to that. No, not legs. Let's get inventive. Just one leg. Now, Dubs, as we look back at this kid's life, uh, and even the future of what could be this kid, Mm -hmm. um, what else do you think Baby Bubba you know, a baby Bubba who has, early. who has a gun like this. What else do you think he's uh, he's probably likely to get into? There are rumors, and I don't know with if it's the, true. With the name Bubba, getting a gun at 10 months old. I think maybe at uh, four months he may have beaten his first woman for making his formula too hot. That would be his mom. Just slapped his mom around. I couldn't imagine that this family is um, sophisticated. I could be completely wrong. They don't look that that redneck, but if you name your kid Bubba, you have to imagine at 18 months he's going to be doing some chewing tobacco. Well, they're going to be so proud. They're going to look at baby Bud and Bubba and be like, you know what? Uh, you're becoming somebody. You're becoming our little man. I just uh, I, I don't look forward to the day, you know, maybe here in the next couple of months, where baby Bubba is going to bitch about not getting into the good daycare because of those quotas yeah, the, that uh, let those people in. The EOEs over at the daycare center. Again, just following along on what could easily be this kid's almost scrapbook, in a sense. Uh, At 22 months, baby Bubba keeping his toys in the lawn, just setting the table for the the appliances that are going to be in the lawn in the future. On this track record that we're going with here, I believe probably his first word will be the N-bomb. I don't know. I'm guessing. That just seems like where we're going with all this. He's, he could be down that track very, very fast. Now, you, it almost seems like you were partly raised by a baby Bubba. Explain <laughs> well, real fast uh, uh, about your quote-unquote stepfather. My upbringing was very odd. Uh, my dad and my mom got divorced when I was 10 years old. And uh, shortly after that, my mom, probably two years after that, uh, starts to uh, date another guy. We call him Mullet Joe. He had... Uh, <laughs> He had uh, yeah, all of his appliances in the yard, used them as target practice. Uh, let's see, what else did he do? Oh, he had an LTD. It's a kind of car. It's a four-door car, a regular car. He decided to take it, jack it up, put it on a, um, a, I think, a Chevy Blazer frame. I think it was that. And put monster truck wheels on it and drive that around town. So this is part of what you've been dealing with uh, over there, Dubs. This is what your life has ended up being. Next. Next. 92. 3. 3. FM. On the next episode. So, we'll actually be here. Yeah, on the next episode, we'll have uh, time to uh, breathe and squeeze in some of your phone calls. Uh, something I think is going to be huge tomorrow is Marilyn Manson has come out. He's got a new album coming out, so he's out there. 
and someone made the mistake of asking him about the Virginia Tech massacre. Mind you, this is the same cat who kind of got blamed partially for Columbine. Yeah, he's not going to be too sympathetic over there, I imagine. So uh, I have a feeling that story could end up blowing up tomorrow. Also, another one, too, there's a reality show that has been outed as being fake. And I don't want to tell you which one it is. We'll save that one for you tomorrow as well for the next episode of Next. Oh, and the other thing, well, maybe we'll do this as a feature tomorrow because we didn't have time to squeeze it in tonight. And the whole tattoo reversal thing. Yeah, that's a big thing going on right now. I guess uh, it's, it's at an all-time high. Yeah. Um, and you, as a guy that has numerous tattoos, including a clown shooting heroin mm-hmm. on your left uh, shoulder, uh, I'd love to get your, uh, your perspective on that. We're out of time, though. That's it. Uh, the fastest 58 minutes uh, in radio. Uh, thanks to Roger Fest Copyright. Um, all right, so we'll see you guys tomorrow. I want to thank uh, Cheesemo for helping us out. Uh, go to myspace.com slash nextradio for uh, learn a little bit about the show. Add us. Uh, check out our personal profiles. And also, too, you get a rundown of what the top ten were previously. Nextradiofans.com, freefmfans.com. Wake up with ONA, House of Wax. Then you got Nick DiPaolo, the radio chick, Ron and Fez. We're next at 9. We got three hours tomorrow. Uh, I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. Till next time. We out, bitch. 5,000.